0: It's the Rod and Cindy podcast, starring Rod Lyman and Cindy Mooby. Welcome to the Rod and Cindy podcast. How are we doing today? My name is Rod Lyman. I have a beautiful guest today. She is coming live here in Southern Scottsdale. Isn't that awesome? Southern Scottsdale. And um, she's been a friend of mine for quite a while, and I just found out what her last name is. So, because I've been. I've been saying it wrong. I really have.
1: That's okay.
0: Yes. So would you tell us your name, please?
1: I am Kate Clayson.
0: Clayson.
1: Clayson.
0: I think I've been calling her Clausen, Santa Claus. I'm not sure what I was calling her. That's all right. That's all right, yeah. It's all the yeah. same. This uh, beautiful lady, she comes from um, Balanced Paws
1: mm-hmm.
0: in Fountain Hills, Arizona. Uh, tell us a little bit of what is Balance Paws.
1: Uh, Balanced Paws is a holistic grooming spa where i try to focus on the actual animal and not necessarily just the haircut so i'm looking at the animal as a whole
0: as a whole what
1: as a whole big as a whole being
0: that's a whole being that's so beautiful now i have been watching some of your pictures on instagram and everything else and noticing that you you got some of the cutest puppies that come through there. I mean, I they're so adorable, aren't they? I know. That's I a, think
1: all puppies are cute, though, so. Well,
0: yes, absolutely. <laughs> I do, too. But, I mean, the pictures you take, you just, you, you capture them. I mean, some of them are smiling, and they're just happy, and everything yeah. else. It's, it's, it's something exciting to see and feel, you know. It's like if, if I have a bad day, and then I just go to your Instagram, and I go, Huh ah. Oh, well, that's good. It is good. Yeah. Yes. And I, I I love your work. I love what you do. You're just awesome. And um, I heard you kind of uh, are expanding a little bit, of getting out and doing some other things. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that about animals and mm-hmm. energy healing. Mm-hmm. And so, to you, what's the difference between giving a human reiki or energy healing versus a animal?
1: Um. I have always had a connection with animals ever since I was a kid, and so it's just natural for me. So sometimes it's hard for me to to kind of explain it's where I'm coming from, just because it's just natural. But um, for me, an animal is pure. It's innocent. It's pure, and it's it's love times a hundred. <laughs> if if you can go with that. But whereas uh, a human, you know, there's boundaries and there's beliefs and um, it's, a, it's a different energy. It's a totally different energy. And to me, animals um, are more exciting to work with just because it's, it's a connection that is hard to explain because of the fact it comes from 100% pure love.
0: Unconditional. Yeah, Unconditional pure love. There's no such thing as uh, a filter with these animals. They just know right? No unless, I mean sometimes distress, they right? do. Yeah.
1: yeah sometimes if I go to do a session, you know that they're just they're not ready for the session. Um, but at the same time um, it's still out of love. you know they might not just be ready at that moment in time.
0: Right, right. So uh, human beings are they ready all the time too you mm-hmm. think?
1: I don't think so. so I think uh, with human beings, we have beliefs and programs that we're growing up with, and so it's harder to kind of break right. through that barrier.
0: Absolutely. I remember uh, when I first got into energy work and that I was working with the larger animals and the horses and, and, um, the, and just larger farm animals, basically. Yeah. And I always had struggled with them liking me because... The larger the animal, they are get scared of the larger the energy. So it's a, they get uncomfortable. And the thing is, is that first thing I did was I had to remove the owner. Mm-hmm. Because if you remove the owner, because animals react, there's a connection between the owner and, and, and the and their and the animal in that in, in the aspect. Of, and I'm probably not saying this right. I mean their beloved pet or whatever else, you know. Right. There is there's this connection that they have. And so if the human part of them gets nervous so does their pet or their animal that and so they get nervous around it and everything else that and if an animal starts reacting to the energy differently the human gets nervous over this like what is this what is she doing or what is he doing and that makes the poor loving animal nervous right so i've always removed the the human from from the the beautiful animal and but I have to you have to just kind of tone things down. You have to create a connection with them. And as we touched, you know, and that and creates that correct connection that I can't go above and beyond like I do with humans. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, there's so much love and unconditional love in these animals. And the reason that there's so much love and connection with love is that they know, they just have a knowing of, mm-hmm. of where this people's heart are coming from. Yeah. But too much heart can scare them, too, because they're not used to that from, from a human being aspect. Well, do you believe that?
1: I do. I mean, I think it's just they uh, have a more sensitivity. So I can see where that could come across as being very strong.
0: Right. But you're a sensitive person, too. Mm-hmm. You have a sensitivity, too. So is there some people do you think are closer in that sensitivity to an animal than are to a pet than humans
1: yeah i think so um i think they pick up on that um and i've seen it i mean i've seen exactly what you're talking about as far as i've seen the anxiety that they pick up from their owners you know the owners come in and the owners don't want to drop them off or they're nervous about it and so the the animal picks up on that and it's so funny because as soon as the owner walks out the door, the animal is like a totally different animal. Absolutely. And that's why it's like, you don't want to be offensive when you tell the owner, it's much better if you leave because I'm not sitting here saying that I, you know, I want you to leave, but I also know that connection. And I also know that um, I'd be able to, to calm them down a little bit better when the owner's not there. So I do see exactly what you're saying with that. And, I also have seen how animals react with different people.
0: Right, exactly.
1: And, and it's, it's funny to see how they react, and some of them, yeah, they can definitely, mm. I think, um, sense different different levels of energy.
0: Oh, absolutely. So do you think, because if you, as a human, are taught mm-hmm. Reiki, in a sense, and how to give Reiki to an animal it's going to give them a better connection and better understanding of their pet?
1: I have to say that I've um, kind of seen both things happen to where you hope so, but not necessarily. Um, I think it's not just you know bringing in the Reiki energy and working on, on the energy aspect of it. And still having this um, preconceived idea that you know the dog is right. man's best friend, and right. and we're still putting that human emotion onto that animal.
0: Exactly.
1: And so I think once you step out of that, you can offer the energy, but offer it with respect. Offer it with respect to them, and right. not put the human emotion behind it.
0: Absolutely. You know, it's it's the concept that, uh, you know, just because a certain hat you wear makes you a certain type of person. Right. It doesn't. You have to be that person inside, too. Right. And you're, the animal's going to know that. They, they really
1: totally do. know, and they respond to it. Absolutely. They absolutely respond.
0: So you ever thought of putting a Native American aspect spin on this and everything else and looking at that in, in that aspect, that there's a Native American to this, that uh, how they treat their animals and everything else?
1: Um, I haven't really dabbled with it as far as bringing it into my actual practice, but uh, it does make sense to me and there's different aspects of the Native American that really connect with me that I can see
0: oh, exactly! bringing the, that into the session. Yeah. Exactly. Because the reason I told you that as, as we're speaking here that, I mean, I could actually feel a Native American presence around you and everything else is like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Yeah. <laughs> So you have a very busy practice in Fountain Hills, right? Mm -hmm. a it's a it's a growing, beautiful business that I've been there. I love the setup. It looks beautiful. I love this. So, but you've been doing, I know that you were, got your certification in Reiki a couple years ago, correct? Mm -hmm. But you've been doing that work before you even got your certification, haven't you?
1: You know, it was one of those things where you didn't realize it until uh, it was brought to your attention. So, yes, I would say that I've probably been doing it since I was a kid and just never realized to what degree.
0: Exactly. I mean, to me, uh, me growing up on a farm around the farming community and everything else that I, you know, there's animals just, just are different, you know, and, yeah. and and they react to you differently in that and, uh, and the farm animals especially in that. You, you have a way with these animals. I watch how... Oh, when you touch an animal or you're with an animal and everything else that it changes their demeanor. You have it changes
1: a... my demeanor.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they bring out. They bring out me.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Elaborate on that a little bit. What do you mean by they bring out you?
1: Um, I think yeah. With a lot of people too. I, I think they bring out who you actually are they bring out your true self you don't have to have a guard with them like you do with people
0: right absolutely
1: so i think it's both ways
0: wow that's kind of (laughs) cool so you just drop your guard with them and everything else then
1: absolutely
0: so let's say you got a little young sweetie in there okay and it starts nipping at you and everything else because it doesn't want to be touched or anything else how do you Mm -hmm. deal with that
1: I get that a lot (laughs) because (laughs) I that's one of the things that um, I wanted to bring into to my practice is dealing with the special needs. And so there's a lot of dogs that get kicked out of other shops um, and understandably so. But so I bring them into into my shop and I just work with them. And it is. Basically, what you have to do is just establish a trust connection. They have to know that it. You know, and they, they they can trust you. And so it's just working with them and it's just being patient. And um I try I if I have to muzzle, I try and use an air muzzle to where it's just a kind of a bowl that goes over their head. So they if they turn to go bite me, they can't bite me. And I use Kevlar gloves and I use Kevlar sleeves, so if they go to bite me, it's at least through the Kevlar. Um I try not to muzzle them because I try to look at things in their perspective instead of my perspective and being in their perspective I would be reacting the same way that they would be and to sit here and take away all their defenses and make them absolutely defenseless by putting a muzzle on them or or some of the other things um how do you establish trust that way
0: Exactly. That's the in the even in the human concept, you know. Mm-hmm. We don't want to take away anybody else's feeling of not feeling safe, you know, around a the person. Then, and if they can don't have nothing to protect themselves, they feel submissive and feel horrible, and it takes a long time to for them to come back from that.
1: I mean, when I try and 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 tell my clients, you know, just think of it in the eyes of that you're on a vacation in a foreign country and you don't speak the language and you've got one friend with you that is your translator and they walk you into a building and say you know what I'll pick you up in three hours I'll be right back <laughs> and you have no idea right, what right. is going on and you have no way to communicate that and the means that you do have to communicate nobody wants to listen to that Right. because
0: Berk, 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 berk,
1: berk, either berk. that or even body language I mean exactly. they, they express so much through their body just like we do but we don't even give ourselves the credit how much we actually express through body language so exactly <laughs> but so yeah to me it's you know throwing yourself into that situation now let's say you hear a whole bunch of screaming in the background. You're not exactly sure what's going on. And now I take you and you're reacting to that. And now I take away any type of defense that you have and put you in a straight jacket and, you know, and make you sit there and make you do things that you're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with. How do I establish trust that way? Absolutely. And so I always try and, and look at in their perspective. And that's why I always tell the owners if there are special needs, I can't promise you what, is going to come back. I will get done what they allow me to get done that day. And it might take a couple of sessions, but it's building that relationship.
0: How beautiful. I mean, even if you think of that, in, we think of it in human terms and trying to, trying to imagine that. But there's a lot of people that won't even, could even concept that. But now let's add it tenfold because they're ten times more sensitive, a hundred right. times more sensitive than us. Right. So they're going to feel abandoned. They're going to feel left out. They're going to feel all these heartfelt things that, you know, I have no place to go. Right. And
1: And knowing that they have to come back every six weeks and go through that. Yeah, Every six weeks or eight weeks or whatever the the rotation is. You know, it's no wonder that right off the bat they start getting anxious and start not wanting to even go in the door. So Absolutely. It's like, (laughs) we're going
0: to. We're going to go get your hair cut you're gonna get them cute and they're like oh no, please right.
1: no and I think that's the other aspect of it that people think it's like going to their hairdresser and it's a completely different experience so to put groomers and hairdressers in the same category is like putting apples and oranges together and saying it's the same thing it's, they're not they're not oh no. my God.
0: <laughs> I learned something new <laughs> but that is you're absolutely correct and then we can't you know, there's no human possible thought process when it comes to this because a lot of us can't even imagine being in that situation. I mean, it's a hostage situation. <laughs> it's a traumatic situation, and they have go through trauma. But one of the nice things about uh, animals, and that is, is that they deal with trauma so much better than humans do. Because I mean, there's a, there's a book called Awaken um, uh, the Tiger." And they talk about that, about how if a lion is going to kill a gazelle, you know, a young gazelle and everything else, how it kind of leaves its soul. It mm-hmm. just kind of leaves, and gazelle just kind of dies there before it's even dead because it's left its body, the soul has. And um, all of a sudden something happens and the lion runs away and doesn't end up killing the gazelle. Well, the gazelle gets up, goes back into the um, herd, and... Um, Everybody says you okay, you okay. Yes, and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. They're just more smarter in how they do things now because they let that go. Where humans, we hold on to that. There's a backstory to everything. It's like, oh my god, I almost got eaten by a lion, and they want everybody to know that.
1: Well, it's kind of like you know when you have some people come in and you know it's like, well, how old is the dog? I don't know, maybe about twelve. You know, it's a, it's a rescue, and. I believe in rescue uh, I'm hundred percent for it. But once the dog found finds its home, it's no longer a rescue, but you keep putting that label on it and you keep making that dog relive the fact that it's a rescue. It's a rescue. It's a rescue. We don't know about this behavior because it's a rescue. We don't know about that. It's a rescue. Well, at what point does it just become your dog?
0: Exactly. Are you, are part of the family and it's kind of it like that. you
1: know if you're an orphan right and you were adopted you're
0: adopted you know you're yeah. you're
1: how old now and you're still considered an orphan exactly so
0: yeah, yeah it's, it's, this is my adopted family this is adopted this is adopted and you, get, you know i'd feel horrible my family don't even say that i'm part of the family anyway so
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so i get how they feel
1: I, there you go so you <laughs> yes. know what i'm saying i know exactly what you're saying
0: <laughs> When we go back home for you know family reunions, and then I have to stay outside. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> In this little shed that they make. They
1: but you say, got the animals. They welcome you. So oh, there my gosh, right. they love me. <laughs> that, you know,
0: just because the chickens are laying eggs next to my head doesn't mean anything. I'm still part of that family. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit more about the energy work and uh, with uh, the Furbies, okay? And I want to call them Furbies now. Is that all right if I call them that? or mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just some, something I like to call it. and mm. So now I, I know that there's a few shelters and things like that are really kind of excited about you coming in and teaching uh, this Reiki to them and everything. So there's, there's a difference though, right? There's going to be a different concept and everything else and that is you're teaching people how to be compassionate with their animals and teaching Reiki. So what in, in your mind, what does that kind of look like?
1: Um, well, I, I kind of like how we were just talking. I try to incorporate to make you think in the eyes of where they're coming from. Right. Put yourself in their shoes. And um, Reiki is a beautiful thing, but you can't put you can't put the clock on and say this is going to be a thirty minute session because they're the ones that guide the session.
0: Absolutely. And so
1: it could be ten minutes. It could be 30 minutes. It could be 45 minutes. Um, but does that mean that they got any less out of that session? No. They they have the, they have take the energy that they need. Right. And we have to respect that. So when I have gone into clients' homes to do a Reiki session, that's one of the things that I will say. I cannot dictate how the session's going to go. The animal dictates how the session's going to go. Um, the other thing, too, is the fact that they are more sensitive and so I'm not going in there and going hands on right away right? because there's a lot of them that they're not going to be comfortable with that. So um, you have to be in tune to everything. You have to be in tune to yourself and you have to be in tune with them and you have to be in tune with what's going on around them because all of that is going to dictate how the session goes. And so it's it's totally different because you have to take in all those factors versus you having a client, a human client coming in for an appointment and you're going to guarantee they're going to get 30 minutes and later they go on the table and you've got 30 minutes worth. Right. It doesn't go that same way.
0: No. Well, and that's interesting because as long as I've been doing energy work for animals and humans is that even some of the humans dictate that is mm-hmm. that if they're not really comfortable with the energy that's coming through because reiki we all know it brings out stuff and it brings up stuff and it clears stuff and everything else that humans do the same thing it's like okay I'm done I don't want to feel this anymore mm-hmm. and they will stop the energy session themselves because as soon as it becomes I'm done with it mm-hmm. now the interesting thing was i've noticed with animals and i don't know if you've noticed this animals love to give back mm-hmm. and so you have to understand that there's more of a recourse of that where there's humans here that are very compassionate and also too and that love to give back. But you have to let the animals know that it's okay to receive too. Right. And have you run across that?
1: I have. I mean, especially um, with grooming and stuff because I just automatically incorporate energy work with, with right. my grooming. And for the special needs dogs and stuff, there's a lot of times where it's just... Wipes me out. After a session, I am wiped out. (laughs) So, yeah, I do do see it in different situations. Absolutely. Not just a Reiki session.
0: Right. Well, and, you know, there's a concept that a lot of gurus have talked about is that if we become wiped out during a session, that we're using way too much of our own energy. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for some human beings to realize is that when it comes to the little furbies and the cuties and that and everything else that we tend to is like, Oh, he's so cute and everything else that we want to give as much love and contention to it can from our own heart. Mm -hmm. If we just open up ourselves a little more and just allow the, the the higher energies and, and then do all the loving for us that we don't get so tired all the time. But if there's a, becomes a wrestling match with this, that we have to step aside from it in, in every aspect.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've done that, too, yeah. where yeah. I just literally just have to kind of, like, walk away and give myself a minute and mm-hmm. and then come back into it.
0: Absolutely. Are you excited about this we are getting more into the Reiki stuff and teaching and everything else? Because you are a teacher. You've been a teacher for quite a while, man. And, and I'm kind of excited to hear more about this.
1: I am excited. I'm actually very excited. Um, I I see the, the shift with more people being comfortable calling themselves pet parents.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: Um, And so I think with that, it's exciting because to teach the compassion and to teach where the animal is coming from and hopefully making that bond a little bit stronger um, will make being a pet parent more harmonious for both aspects
0: you're a pet parent yourself i am yes Yeah.
1: (laughs) can can
0: i ask what number you're up to of your little furby children
1: um you know what
0: (laughs) you're not good are you
1: i would like to say yes i do have um a few of my own at home but my clients are, are my kids
0: too. Oh, I love that. That is a really good answer.
1: Yeah. So it's like when, whenever I get bad news, that really gets me right where it hurts because of it does. I care about them just as much as I care of my own. Oh, so,
0: hell, as you do, I can. I, I have can, a lot of yeah. fur
1: baby kids. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. You know, just some at home and some, it's like me, you know, growing um, When my kids were growing up, they brought kids over and that i was a father to a lot of kids and then and so yeah i, I get what you're saying yeah you? i love that love the love the concept that you know who you are and and understand that it is as heartfelt but you said something a little bit ago and i want to kind of touch on it mm-hmm. is teaching compassion mm-hmm. can you do that
1: mm, i don't know <laughs> that's gonna be the challenge <laughs> No, I don't know if it's actually saying teaching compassion. I um more than teaching the animal aspect, teaching the animal's viewpoint, teaching to uh, look at it through the eyes of the animal.
0: Oh, okay. I does that see. make sense? That does make more sense than that. Uh, is it, you think it's easier to teach animal compassion versus human compassion?
1: Animals already have the compassion.
0: Exactly so you don't have to teach the animal Mm-mm. but what i'm trying to say is that you think it's easier to teach a human compassion with an animal versus compassion with another human Ooh, yeah i, think I, I know you. this that's a good question um it, it, you know we can move on if you want to. <laughs>
1: well that could be really deep
0: (laughs) we could we have the time for a little deep conversation come on kate we we've swam in the deep end before together come on let's just dive in
1: so to teach somebody to be more compassionate with an animal versus another human being right is it possible i would have i think so you think so i do
0: but it's up to the human being
1: it is up to the human being.
0: And Which one? The one you're teaching and the one that's being taught? Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the one, the one you're teaching or the one you're trying to teach to help, I guess, in a sense.
1: Um,
0: I think, well, I think it's, it's hard either way. Um, it
1: is hard either way. I do. I think it's hard either way. I think... Um, my goal is to be able to maybe hopefully just make people more aware of where the animal might be coming from um, and making them look at the animal and the animal behaviors.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Versus putting a human emotion attached to it.
0: Right. You know, what we should could do in your classes then is we should muzzle people <laughs> to see <laughs> Let them have more of an experience of what that feels like. <laughs>
1: um, no. I don't, I don't think that's going to go for a while.
0: So, what does it look like to teach somebody compassion? What 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 does it look like? I mean, you, you, you know, out there in this world, and that we have all these people that are saying that they're gurus are this and that and everything else. And that, but yet again. They are very judgmental. They are very mean about other people and everything else, and that, and they don't see the compassion of it. I mean, what is compassion in a sense? You know, you know how how can you be compassionate if you're going to be mean or judgmental to somebody else, or make somebody feel bad? It's, I mean, there's there's a whole story behind that. There has to be something that we have. I mean, we have this in this world right now. We have people that are upset about little things and big things, and they, they make this thing really big and mm-hmm. that, because a lot of people want everything about them. So the idea is is that we set and take away that thought process and make them feel, what if somebody treated you this way? Right. Or, you know, and, and how would you do it? And, and, and I got the understanding is that my last Reiki class, I actually brought that up, and we talked about that. And I had a student tell me, it's like, you know, Rod, I would never do that. I would never be that way. I says, okay, but that doesn't mean why would you judge that person that the way they are if you would never be that way? You have no way of understanding or experiencing that. So how can you judge that? We don't judge people anyway, right? Right. So how do you feel about that? I mean, is there a way to teach that compassion that we're supposed to love all living things?
1: That's a good question, and I kind of feel that we're in a day and age that we're becoming disconnected with each other. So it's easier to do that judgment. And while we're becoming disconnected with each other, um, we, where I said before, where it seems like animals are are becoming more popular, more people are becoming pet parents. Um. I can't tell you the amount of magazines that I've seen that are specific for pets. There's, there's a lot going on in the, in the pet world right now. And part of me sits back and I have to ask myself, is there a reason for that? Because um, I think with that connection, if we actually listen, they have so much to teach us. And part of what they're teaching us is that compassion.
0: Beautifully said. I love that. I mean, you've, you've, you understand you've gone through a lot of stuff in your life and everything else. And then since we've, I've known you and that, there's been a large amount of things that you've gone through in that. And one of the things that I've always remembered about you and every the aspect that you ever gone through was your compassion. You've always had a compassion about something. And you've held that true. That's the most important thing. Can you teach somebody to be the way you are? I mean, that goes back around in the same thing. It's perception, right?
1: Well, I think it's perception, but then you're also having to conquer the walls of um, programmed beliefs.
0: Ooh, archaic thinking. You know, what we were programmed in the past and everything else, we know what we don't like, we learn from it and move on. A lot of people don't learn from something.
1: Well, and I think a lot of people don't even realize that they have it.
0: Really? (laughs) (laughs) I am shocked. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's not so easy to point out because when you point out that type of stuff um, they still don't necessarily want to see it
0: and it's not interesting because in my last podcast we talked about toxic relationships and that's one of the topics is that do we point that out to somebody when we see it you know it's the same thing it's like Do we point something out that we feel is being abused to an animal or, you know, or do we have a human being, another human being that do we point that out or is that their journey that does animals have the same thing concept? Do animals have a journey that they're on? Do they choose this path that they're on?
1: Some. uh, Yeah, I think that they do. Um. Really? I, I do, just from some of my Reiki experiences with them. Um,
0: That's interesting.
1: Because there's a lot of times that I've just helped them cross the bridge.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah um, the Rainbow Bridge, yeah.
1: Where, you know, you're going there and the owner is expecting a healing process when actually they just wanted to know that it was okay that they can let go
0: absolutely so
1: i do feel that part of part of what they're experiencing is also a journey
0: okay i believe that so i believe that absolutely i've had to put down a couple animals in my lifetime that i've only held on to them because of my wants Mm -hmm. not theirs you know they'll they'll stick around as long as i want them to right and that's the saddest part to have to do that because they're a huge part of your life, you know, when you're Furby your parents and everything else that it's it's sad. It's sad to see and sad to let them go on that. But it's not always our choice. We need to let some of them go sometimes and that let them out of pain. Right. Thing. So, because my belief system, I remember growing up on the farm and everything else and that, is that if this beautiful wolf dog that we had, my thought process is that it had cancer, it could hardly move, his, you know, poor thing was dragging its back legs because it, it had, you know, some hip displacement, and I worked on it a lot and everything else that, but she, she was just old, but she kept hanging on, she wanted to be around the kids and the family and everything else that, I started thinking, what would happen to her if she was in the wild,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where she really came from?
1: Right.
0: She would have went and found a place to lay down and, and die herself. Right. But she's hanging on just for us. And that and that's a sad story. You know, you think about that as a, we do that to, to a lot of animals.
1: I know. And there's a perfect example of how they show us compassion mm-hmm. and how we can definitely learn from them.
0: Absolutely. And thank you because that's where I was going to with this is mm-hmm. that they do even in death or in, in life that they show us this beautiful compassion. Mm-hmm. And we have a way to help them. You know, our way is helping them is letting them go in some ways.
1: Right.
0: So here's the next question because I, I love this stuff, okay? <laughs> yes. So let's get into this part, okay? <laughs> when and when a beautiful animal goes away, mm-hmm. does it go to heaven? Does it go into a collective? Where do you think they go to? Just your personal belief, honey. My
1: personal belief. Mm-hmm. Um My personal belief is that we're all energy beings, energetic beings. So do I feel that there's a fluffy cloud that they're sitting up on waiting for me? I don't. I feel that we turn into energetic beings. Um, And so therefore, they're part of the field that we can always tap into. And I know that some of mine that have passed away in the past have communicated with me. Um, so I feel that being energetic beings, that they can be around us all the time.
0: Oh, absolutely. I believe that too. It's just, we are made up of energy. It's just different kind of mass. Where we have a mass about ourselves. and that, When the mass goes away, the energy stays. Right. And I believe that also. That I believe that in, in soul. And the reason I said this, and I'm really glad you said that, is it was really interesting, is that um, I was t- I took a shower before you got here, so it wasn't stinky. <laughs> Thank goodness, right? Uh-huh. So I looked as I'm taking a shower. I actually saw a shadow on the outside of the shower that looked like a dog was staying there, and, that, and I actually had to pull the curtain back to see if there was a dog there. So you have animals around you, and energy precedes itself. So I mean that as you're on your way over here, and that. Some of these beautiful animals that are around you were here, came here already to check it out and make sure it's okay for you to be here. Yeah,
1: I believe
0: that. I believe that too. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful. It happens with me, especially with my clients, and that is I'll be waiting for a client to come, in that and I will feel something, and it's their energy precedes itself, and so there's an energy that walks into the room or whatever else, in that just to check out, make sure everything's okay. Sometimes, if you listen very clear carefully, in that they will tell you what to ask that client. That's been a burning question, or whatever else that, and I think believe that you do that with your beautiful furbies, and that is that you already have an idea of how to deal with one of them just by the energy that is precedes it too. You believe that?
1: I do believe that, only because there's been times where even I get surprised with it because, like I said, you know, until. I know, <laughs> until uh, it's pointed out to you or until you pay attention to it, you don't realize it. So there's been a couple of times where I'm, I had to grow into realizing that. But yes.
0: It's interesting. And, and I'm going to throw this out there because uh, of, of the surprise and everything else. That is, we learn every day of something. Mm-hmm. And just because it's not there doesn't mean we don't see it. i was not told that since I was a little kid. Just because it's not there doesn't mean it's not there, you know. Right. Just, just because we can't see it, I should say that it's not there. And I, you know, I choose to see things. And I choose to feel things. And I choose that, that, that world. And that's the world I chose. And that's why I do what I do is because I've chosen to see these beautiful things and you know, watch the happenings around and everything else. And I've been able to see energy since I was a little kid. And so, to be able to see this and watch this, I've I, I chosen this. Mm-hmm. But I still get shocked and surprised because it's like, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, whoops, scare me, you know, in the middle of the night that I'll wake up and somebody's standing over me and it's like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we, it, there's a fear there. It was a scary because it's a shocking thing that you're not expecting to see something or feel something. And it is, it's really, it's a cool thing, though.
1: It is a cool thing because there's a lot of times that once you realize it and something happens, you realize exactly how beautiful it is.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you tend to do with more of your Reiki stuff? I mean, you tend to teach as much people as you can. Are they going to get certified for this? Are you going to give them a certificate? What's this, what's this look like?
1: Um. I think a certificate of completion.
0: Well, nice
1: um but no I, I would like to get out there i would like to teach a little bit more i've done over the years um trying to get the grooming aspect of things going and now that i have kind of that um going in and going on its own um i would like to get out there and teach the reiki a little bit more nice and, nice. and bring more awareness to including the animals um because I have gone to, to different classes to learn different energy modalities. And it's, it's funny how some people just don't even think to use it on the animals or don't don't know how, so to speak. Right, um, right. And uh, so, yeah, I think it, it'd be great to get out there and just kind of teach it since animals are becoming more and more part of our lives.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's it's interesting. as uh, you start seeing that more and more that people are walking animals, they're being around animals, and they just have this flow of animals around them all the time. Then rescues and everything else. That it's it's really kind of cool to see that there's a lot of people that are having animals in their life. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't because I travel so much and everything else.
1: Well, and that's respecting them, you know, Excellent. that you're not going to be
0: home. Oh, absolutely. I, I would never, if I'm going to travel this much, I would never have an animal right now unless unless it was a pocket one that I could put in my pocket and carry with me. There
1: you go. You get a mouse.
0: A kid, a mouse.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and feed it cheese.
1: Mice are awesome. They are. How I know they
0: are. I like, I like them. <laughs> somebody had suggested one time I need a rat, and I I
1: didn't
0: Those are know. cool too. I know. I just I can barely take care of myself sometimes when I'm on the road. So, but see, so you know that. Yes, I know. So, so, that's so, so very knew, respectful. Right. I need an animal that would take care of me. There
1: you
0: go. Is there such an animal? I mean, you know, is there a work animal that would you know, you know, feed me? This <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> is a trick question. <laughs> Do you think there is
0: um, I a think service you, animal? You might you be need. able
1: to get, you know, Mr. Roboto. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mr. Roboto.
1: I think they have those robot dogs nowadays that you can program it to do that.
0: No. <laughs> I want one with passion compassion. passion oh, for well, me.
1: No, That's then it. probably not. Yeah.
0: Go get me a water a spritzer <laughs> or something. Rover, rover, rover. Rover, rover. <laughs> so I, I guess we're just being funny in that aspect. Okay. Yeah. So is there anything else you want to share with us about? Uh, you know, where you're going to go with this? Your ideas. I, I do have a burning question. It's in my own my own question that. Oh, don't look at me like you're, you're really scared <laughs> when I say stuff like that.
1: I do. What is he going to
0: ask me? I know. <laughs> so my, my my no my whole thought process is is that if somebody takes your class, you know, and and you know wants to do more and be more like kate okay (laughs) 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 you want to be like kate yeah yeah (laughs) trust me you want to be like (laughs) kate so but they want to learn the grooming aspect of it and everything else Mm -hmm. is there a way that they can do that too you really gave me just that look <laughs>
1: and everything else <laughs> to learn the grooming aspect of it
0: well I, I don't know i mean the whole thing i mean is is there a way is there some place to go get to to learn this and, and to 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 want to do with, with their own animals you know if, if there's something in that aspect um i guess maybe
1: i'm not Truly following exactly what you're asking. Okay, here. Well, that's that's all right.
0: <laughs> so we're just trying to figure out how to be like Kate is what I'm. I guess the whole thing is—is is there a Kate College? You don't want to be like Kate. <laughs> you just
1: want to be yourself.
0: <laughs> I want to be like you. I guess that's. We could have another segment on, on yeah, how that. Yeah, that could be, be like an, a, another uh, topic. Yeah, because. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, you don't want to talk about yourself and, and <laughs> how special you are. Quotation, quotation, quotation,
1: but, quotation. Right.
0: But is there anything else you want to share with us about uh, who you are and what you do?
1: Um. Well, I think you know this is this is a, a new territory for me, and so where exactly am I going to go with this? Is Tough for me to to exactly answer that right now because oh, no, I'm going to grow with it, mm-hmm. um, and I'm excited to know and to see where I grow with it. So uh, right now, I want to try and get out there and just teach teach the reiki and teach the energy aspect of it um, with the animals.
0: No expectations.
1: No expectation. No, absolutely. and just kind of go out there and see where where it leads to. In the meantime, continue my. My grooming, my spa, one of the things that I've always said is I want the spa to be. I look at grooming as part of the wellness plan Mm -hmm. for people's animals because I see those animals more than a vet does in a year. I see them, some of them every single week, all the way up to every eight weeks, Um, even if it's twice a year. Sometimes that's more than where they go to the vet. So I am hands on with them. Um, I read them differently, right. And so I like to say to my clients that it's not just a haircut that you're coming in and I'm part of your wellness plan. And so I ideally would like to to gear my business into that a little bit more to where there's a lot more to offer than just just the grooming. Right. it's it's bringing the whole wellness aspect of it. Right.
0: And I'm just going to throw this out there because you're really good at this, and I know you are. Um, do a medical intuitive work with animals, too, just by watching them. And that you you, you have that aspect. You would really kept, are really good at that. And, I mean, that's another whole part of you that you have never even touched on. Mm. Is that you have this ability within you to do a medical intuitive uh, reading on them by just watching them or just looking at them. You know the signs. And I think that is a very important part of the wellness program that you that you have because, you know, the science, you know, what is needed more than anything else. That, and that compassionate that love and just knowing this, I, I think that's something that you, you have all these beautiful gifts that you can just bring out more of. And that's kind of what I'm just talking about. Is I, I was trying to grow out more yeah, of your yeah. gifts that you have, in which you don't like to talk about yourself all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm one of your biggest cheerleaders. Like you can do this, <laughs> Kate. You can do this. But
1: see, I'm still learning some of those aspects because, um, like I said, it's one of those things that because of the fact that it's so natural that you don't necessarily realize that it's different than somebody else, that somebody else might not right. be able to see some of that stuff. And the other aspect that I, I feel that is uh, a learning curve right now is being able to communicate that to the owner in a way that they can hear it.
0: Oh, I love it. They'll listen to you, but they don't hear it sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just... You're right, absolutely, because I've been doing that for quite a few years and I know exactly what you're talking about in that aspect. And so just kind of help the listeners out there is that sometimes you'd say something about an, an animal that is sad because it had lost another partner or another animal or something like that or, or, you know, their friend, you know. And, you know, people don't realize that they go through uh, this beautiful feelings too. They, they feel sad in that. And it will actually cause issues with their body, and that there's urinary tract infections and everything else. That so, how do you explain that you that they're being sad or they're having this feeling of sadness and loneliness and everything else that because they miss we miss another you know one of their furry friends.
1: And that's where kind of incorporating the grooming into it kind of helps with that because I might not necessarily. able to explain that portion of it but I can say well while I was grooming I noticed that they didn't want me touching this area or they were more sensitive on this side versus this side or they were more sensitive here than here Um, I kind of pointed out in that aspect and that tends to get people to start listening a little bit more without saying oh I I sensed this Right. so it's kind of Putting that realism onto the energy right. work.
0: Where... Well, and, yeah, you're absolutely correct. I mean, I'm out there and I'm the weirdo out there that's got, <laughs> got, a, got this thing that says, I will do weirdo work on you, you know, <laughs> right. woo-hoo, woohoo work on you. And then, so people come to me in, in that, people aren't coming to you for that aspect and everything. Right. Kind of but it's something you need to incorporate into it. In that, I mean, some of your colleagues don't even know what Reiki is. And you know, me being an instructional therapist also, some of my clients said, "You know, they don't know what that is. You know, yeah. and it's okay if they don't know what it is. You know, it's their higher self does, and we right. just need to help help them. And I love it. So, where is your place, honey? Where Where do you reside at? What where, where do you? I'm not your home because I know you wouldn't tell anybody on the phone <laughs> or on podcast where you live.
1: Where's my business?
0: Where's your business? <laughs> uh, my business." <laughs>
1: Is um in Fountain Hills?
0: Oh, beautiful Fountain Hills!
1: Yeah, it is a great area out yeah. there.
0: Yeah. Do you have an address there?
1: I do. It's one six seven four eight East Park View.
0: One six seven
1: four eight four eight East Park Parkville. View Unit David Number Four. Oh wow! D four
0: D four David yeah. four. I have no who who David is, but that's okay. It's, uh, it's just you know phonetic. Funny,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, and I have to specify that because the whole building has that address, and I'm actually on
0: oh, a the suite, north side, of north the building. side of the building yeah. in the suite. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful place, by the way. I mean, oh, thank you. It looks gorgeous. You walk in, it's clean. It's it's got a beautiful feel to, and everything else. And I mean, you just make everybody even the humans feel comfortable walking into that place.
1: I tried. That was what my goal was. You, you I, I was trying it. to make it a place that you walked into it and you know besides having the grooming tables right there, right. you yep. don't know if it's a pet shop or if it's a right. human spa.
0: Yep. And I have actually been in uh, some grooming places that all you smell is kind of the wet fur and everything else and that. I don't even smell that in your place. I mean there's a really beautiful uh, aroma that you have and you it, it, Not you personally, (laughs) but your place has. Well, you do too. You smell good. Oh, thanks. (laughs)
1: Oh,
0: my gosh. This is going awry. (laughs) So, how can somebody schedule with you?
1: Um, You can either go online to balancepause.net,
0: balancepause.net. Yes.
1: And that'll take you to my website. And I have um, online scheduling. You can also go on to my business Facebook page, mm-hmm. Balance Pause, mm-hmm. and there's a link for scheduling there, or you can call me at 602-529-8279.
0: That phone number one more time.
1: It's 602-529-8279.
0: Oh, what a blessing. I love it. That's awesome. So, Kate, I know you have so much to offer the world, and in, in, especially in the Furbies, and then I watched you. You know, grow. I watched you open up the, your place up. I watched you go through your anniversaries, and I am just so excited for you. I mean, just to watch you grow in this aspect and everything else, uh, you know, from where you came from to where you're at now, it's just a huge thing, and, and I'm going to give it to the Furbies. They're the ones that have taught you so much about who you are and everything else. That I'm, I'm just honored to be your friend and, and be around you and everything else and pick on you like I do. <laughs> well,
1: thank you. <laughs> i'm honored to have you pick on me
0: too oh you are yeah Yeah, that's that's my blessing (laughs) i give to people as i pick on them the the ones i care you know so if i don't pick on you i don't like you
1: oh that's not
0: true no that's not true i pick on on everybody (laughs) i love it it. So, Kate, it's an honor to have you here i'd love to have you on more often and and do some more things than that um we're going to watch this grow we're going to see where it goes to and then and everything else in that and i'm sure the listener is going to want to know what what you're doing and, and everything else in that so they can find you on facebook and they can you know follow you there and and balance paul's is a beautiful place if you ever want to just see some cuties just pull it up <laughs> go man. to
1: my instagram page no
0: your instagram page yes that's <laughs> true that instagram. or facebook oh yeah what is the instagram page
1: um it's under balance
0: It's under balance paws also yeah. yeah follow her there oh my gosh they are so uh, she you should do a, a calendar of these cuties yeah yeah I kate's should. calendar I should let's do that I think that's be a great, awesome thing. Man. It's like, look at my beautiful family. Because you know? <laughs> they're, they're so really, they're so cute. I'm they sorry. are
1: they're all cute, aren't they? Yeah,
0: oh, they are. they got the smile on their face and everything else. Cause and the they, big
1: old puppy dog eyes. Yeah. You puppy know, dog I'm eyes. I'm a uh, for those. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: I know. I'm trying to get my eyes to look that way. Um, <laughs> it's like kind of the anime look, you know.
1: Ooh. <laughs> You need a little more practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> my name is Rod Lyman. Uh, Cindy's out traveling, so she's not with us today. Uh, she's always traveling, so she's been a busy woman. Um, I enjoyed having you here. Well, thank oh, thank you. My goodness, it's what a this blessing. It's fun. That. It is fun. Yeah. This podcast is a lot of fun to do. I love doing it. Did you know that we now, because I got a letter from iTunes, that we have been in the top hundred in the spiritual podcast for over a year now.
1: Oh wow! Congratulations! Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, we've been bounced from number one to all the way down to ninety-eight. Oh my gosh! (laughs) But there's over ten thousand spiritual podcasts, and so I believe that it's an honor to have us. So high on, on the list then. So so you, we're going to just have it's because we have beautiful people like you on and that are able to share things and, and people love listening to it. I mean, it's it's interesting. So we have just as many listeners in the United States as we do overseas really germany actually has been jumping higher and higher we're getting more and more people in germany oh wow it's really interesting i love that stuff it is interesting that uh, i i believe you need to make more videos and you need to be more out there and you have this beautiful smile and there's a beautiful presence of yourself that and i can't wait to see more of you what you're going to be doing in the future
1: well thank you i'm i'm really excited to see where this is going to take me and i'm i'm ready for it
0: I, I'm not going to say her last name because I forgot it already. <laughs> We've been friends and I've been calling her the wrong name for so long. I can't remember her real name now. And she's never, ever said anything to me.
1: That's all right, Bub. But <laughs> 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 What'd you call me? Bub.
0: Bub. Okay. Yeah. I'll be Bub. <laughs> so I'm just going to call you Kate. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to try it and you correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Uh-huh. Kate Claussen. No. Oh, good grief. I did it again. Clayson. Yes. Kate Clayson. Yes. I've been calling her Claussen for so long. She's never corrected me. I just, I love this woman. (laughs) (laughs) I love a woman who doesn't like to correct me. I love a man that doesn't like to correct me. I love a child that does not like to correct me. And the fur babies. (laughs) And I love the fur babies. They always correct me. (laughs) They always correct me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. My name is Rod Lyman. and We have Kate here with us, this beautiful woman that, uh, watch her, watch her girl. This is going to be fun to see and, 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 have this wonderful time with this, this beautiful lady. And I want her more on podcasts. If, if you want just to hear more about her and what she does, then, uh, tune in and, and watch us grow. It's going to be fun. Well, thank you. It is going to be fun. All right. All right. Have a good night, dear. Good night. Good night, everybody. Sweet type.